0: Welcome back to Ask the (laughs) all Alright, so (laughs) we have Benny Liu, who is the founder and CEO of Next Shark, which is a leading publication for Asian American uh, news and stuff.
1: And you know what? For JK News, we actually use a lot of their articles and for many, 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 many years, so through their articles, you know what? That's how you know them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> them articles. That's how you know them.
0: Awesome. So thanks for being here, Benny.
1: Thank you for having me, guys. So yeah. happy to be here, seriously. You know what's cool about like a, like a Benny's? Mm-hmm. Like, um, so back, back, back in the day, before you were around, and it was just like us four, maybe one other person or two, I don't know. Um, <laughs> we, we were just Just Kidding Films back then. Yeah. And they had a publication called The Other Asians. Oh. And right. that was just all about showcasing like different Asian talent. Cause back then Hollywood was like, fuck y'all, you got small numbers. Nobody wants to watch your shit. And then Benny was like, oh, we gotta get a website and showcase all these Asians. Cause like everybody's talented at doing shit, but like no one's really giving them a place for their voice and stuff outside of YouTube. So then they came and took pictures, interviewed us, and there'll be like blogs on different kinds of artists, musicians, dancers, and I was like, yo, that shows, that's so sick, man. And I think I was in it,
0: too, and I was like, uh-oh, I'm not Asian. No. They're honoring Asian. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, before the world and then, and
2: then you guys made new media rock stars. We yeah. did. That's we cool. did. And that was really cool. Actually, before then, the, that interview we did with you guys for the other Asians, that was pretty pivotal for us because, like, you guys were just uh, making that decision to go all in on, you know, JK News. I remember you talked about how, like, you know, you were asking your mom to help, like, support you for, yeah. for a session of time because this is what you wanted to do. I also remember, I used, I used her quote a lot, actually. You said something that I still remember to this day and it was something along the lines of this is like like the, the the most broke I've ever felt but it's also been the most like gratifying you know yeah. ever mm-hmm. so like you know I, I that, that that's like cool. been stuck with me even to this day
1: yay um, yeah. oh that's really cool
2: yeah and it's and, and it relates to kind of you know the work that I do now I mean like and you know, every time I think about you know the work that I do and you know whether this is worth it
3: I keep thinking about those words too and that's,
0: you think about me a lot <laughs> <laughs> thank you Benny
2: <laughs>
3: in that context <laughs> how did you even get into doing like publications and wanting to like create like an online like newspaper or a journal type of thing. You know what's interesting because like,
2: it's funny when people ask me that because yeah. they would think that I'm this like really, you know, crazy professional writer or something. But you know, the reality is like, I was never that good of a writer. I mean, I think back in back in college, I always struggled in my writing classes. Um, You know, people, you know, my teachers would be like, hey, you gotta get extra help. And I think that I still tested at like, uh, a high school writing level. Did you type like this? Yeah, no, my <laughs> typing was good though. <laughs> typed like this. <laughs> 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 no no, it's just like you know basic grammar issues and stuff like that like it was just it, it wasn't it was uh, it was tough and uh, even in school I struggled a lot in all my writing classes from middle school to high school and what have you and so even so to have like two three publications now like it's definitely like very interesting and i think my past writing teachers would be like what seriously (laughs) i can see
0: why you kind of went that route because when i first met you you're such an inquisitive like very curious person i remember you just asking a bunch of questions because you were genuinely intrigued by whatever it is that was like in front of you
2: yeah, no, I, I think that I, I, I'm definitely an observer. I mean, I think growing up, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I was like an outcast, but I was just really like, you know, I was really quiet. I kind of just kind of kept to myself. And so I observed a lot. And for me, I'm naturally just a very curious person. I like to see I like to see things at a bird's eye view of what's happening into the world. I like to look at things from, you know, different perspectives and, and, and everything. And I think that, um, I think a lot, let's put it that way, <laughs> more than I should have.
0: Oh, I mean, that's great. It's to your benefit, right?
2: Yeah.
0: So I have some questions here from our fans who are really curious to get to know you better. And so the first question here is... When you started Next Shark, did you think it would create this big of an impact as it has on the Asian community?
2: No, not at all. And the funny thing is, I, I get asked about this all the time about like the genesis of Next Shark. And the reality is, Next Shark didn't start off as an online publication targeting Asian Americans. Um, you know, I, I had just sold my first company. Which it was, was, was about this. fish in the sea, right? <laughs> no, no. <exactly.
3: laughs> I thought it was about uh,
2: young entrepreneurs. It was. It was. It was about young entrepreneurs. And so, um, you know, I had about marine a, animals. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, what is this? This is like uh, <laughs> an aquatic show. I was waiting for that hammerhead shark to come out, but it never did. <laughs> that next shark, you know. Yeah. So you know, we—I was trying to figure out what to do next uh, after I sold my first company, New Media Rockstars, as you guys were Get talking out. about. And um, you know, I was just looking at look, looking into what to do next, and naturally, I was seeing this like rise in you know a lot of young entrepreneurs trying to you know do their own side hustle, start companies, and everything. And I really wanted to kind of create a publication to kind of spoke out to that new generation of. What year was this? This was like 2013. Around there, yeah. So you know, we did it for a while, and I got I, I landed some great interviews. I landed, uh, you know, one of my favorite interviews was one of the f- co-founders of Apple. So like, oh, whoa. Shit. Oh, wow. yeah. like Steve Wozniak. Okay, so so Apple actually has three co-founders. It was like Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, and a guy named Ron Wayne.
3: Oh yeah, that guy.
2: That's the one that nobody knows. Yeah. Wow, so because
0: he pulled out soon earlier or something, right?
2: Yeah. So what happened was like uh, this story is you know, hilarious. Yeah. He walked into a room, and then both Steves were having like a philosophical argument, and then he saw, and then so Ron. And it was older at the time and ended up, you know, solving the issue and then Steve turned around and was like, okay So we're gonna start a company called Apple, you know, both, you know, both me and Steve are gonna have equal partnership We would like to give you, you know, uh, you know equity to be our tiebreaker if there's any disagreements between us And so he said yes two weeks later. He sold 10% of his shares for $800 nice yeah, and so you know,
3: wait, not even eight hundred grand, eight hundred dollars,
2: oh, eight wow. hundred dollars at that time, and so you know, he, you know, for him, like he had different reasons. I mean, I can't really speak for him because, um, you know, I, I think that for him. It, it was kind of a new project. He had already, you know, he he's like, these guys are so annoying. It's not worth <laughs> my time.
1: Like, I don't give a fuck. And I don't want to deal with this shit. These guys <laughs> give me are crazy. My $800 yeah, dude,
2: and I remember driving, dude. We, uh, me, you know, me and uh, you know a couple of our colleagues, Melly, some of our, you know, my, my our close friends. We, you know, we drove up there. We interviewed this guy. We drove all the way to Parump, which is like middle of nowhere. In like, Nevada, Pahrump. Yeah, we drove to Parump, Nevada. He
1: actually lives in
2: Parump. Oh, he, yeah, he, he loves hookers, huh? <laughs>
1: How do you know? Yeah, how do you know that's, the city? Because
2: that's, yeah. that's all they got is like hookers and like a few bars. He's, a, he, wow. he's he 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 is an LGBTQ and he was actually, if I remember, like one of the first like people that come out to Steve Jobs at the time. And oh, so yeah, yeah and, and you know it was it was it was interesting, but really cool guy. I mean, I felt I just felt I felt kind of bad from it a little bit. Nice guy, like we he lives in a he lives in a no- mobile home
3: and oh no know, yeah. So like, dude, this does he have an iPhone? or Is an Android. I have no idea actually. That was a good question though. No, but it's I was like, fuck his house these and... fools. I've got a Samsung.
2: <laughs> Yeah, you know, I just remember going back to his house, going to his house and stuff and, you know, and he still had the CRT monitors and everything. Oh. It felt like I was stepping back through time. Like, you know, I think the bathroom had like back then, you know, in the 50s or the 60s, like carpets in the bathroom yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, right.
0: disgusting.
2: <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Is that so crazy? Yeah. How, what kind of
1: FOMO, or like not even FOMO, it's like regret or like you got to deal with so much. It's like something you could
2: have had. I look at this guy and I'm, I'm just like, you know, wow, like, okay, sold, it. Sold, you know, sold 10% of Apple stock for eight. How much would it be worth now like billions? I think it was like the figure was like 50 billion to 75 billion oh and on top of that another an- it was like a triple whammy for them Like you know another one was that you know he had uh, he had the original contract between the three steves wow. signed, And I think he sold it
1: bro. For like... This guy makes all sorts of wrong
2: decisions yeah, so, Well, this is what he says. He says like I I I you know define my life as you know Basically either a day late or a dollar short. That's just like that's just Man. how he defines or a human punch bad time <laughs> i feel so bad for him man so so you're saying, saying he
0: was the first guy that you ended oh, up
3: shit.
2: interviewing for? first like big interview like one of my favorite interviews just because like just to see this guy like go through so much you know like oh, having like you know making maybe not so good decisions or, or however you want to say it, depending on how you want to look at it you know selling selling his apple stock and then ending up selling his i think he sold his uh the original document for 700 bucks that oh, same there. document got sold I think about a few years ago for like 1.7 million. Oh
3: my god, this guy, I feel so bad.
2: Yeah, yeah. A crazy. This is a, this this was a movie, a biopic. This would be a crazy like
1: I
3: would watch this yeah. just to see what what,
2: what is the psychology make- behind this? What is the psychology behind all those moves? I'm looking at him going, dude, you must like have anger coming up. No, he's just like, you know what? Like it is what it is. And you know, I, I've gone through enough already and you know, I will handle it. And I'm like, wow, like you got, <laughs> I don't know what it is you got, but you know, you got some mad patience, man. This guy makes
3: me feel good about my life.
1: <laughs> but it kind of tells you what kind of people Steve Jobs and Wozniak is. Cause like mm-hmm. if I had a partner, right? And I see him living in the trailer park, I'm like, Yo, man, fix yourself up. Here's like half a mil, just yeah. do it. And I think that maybe that's why they're so mega successful is because they're not as emotional. They're just like,
2: well, that was the agreement. Tough to be you. You know what? That, you know, that That's interesting because like I remember I was I think I, I and I need to go back to the interview. But I feel like I remember that when I asked him, hey, do you feel like you got you have to be as ruthless as like, you know, someone like a Steve Jobs or something yeah. back then in order to really succeed. And I think that, you know, his answer was like something along the lines of yes. You know, and like, and that was like, I mean, it's not really my style of how I run my company. Yeah, but me neither. That's why I'm not successful. <laughs> I know, we care too much about people. <laughs> yeah.
1: Bro, look
0: at fucking Bezos that fucking unloaded his own stock. Oh. Like, that's fucking wild.
2: Wild, man. Yeah. To fuck the market and buy it. Exactly. Buy it back. Yeah, just buy the whole thing back, you know? Damn, so,
0: so maybe he's onto something.
2: Maybe, you know, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I, I have too much of a conscience, you know? Like, I, I think about people too much.
1: <laughs> yeah that's All right
0: crazy. so I have another question for you it, it says as a high school senior did you know if you wanted to go to college and study or did you already know what you wanted to do and when you did find out what did, what you wanted to do and how like how did you end up attacking it
2: yeah yeah so okay i think that i didn't answer the last question properly i think you guys wanted to know where that transition happened to asian content yeah oh, so, right, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so um so basically it started off as um you know a site for um you know young entrepreneurs or people interested in entrepreneurship and it landed some great interviews but I mean, about two years in, we were getting some good readership, like maybe like one to two million readers a month, which wasn't bad. And we were... Like, Sounds like a lot. Yeah, yeah you know, but it, I, I don't know. I just felt like something was missing. I don't know what it was. Like, I, you know, I, I don't even though I was feeling fulfilled on some level, I don't know, just something was missing. And number two, um, you know, scaling a media company is tough, you know, and trying to find like, you know, good ways to monetize is, is kind of tough too. So we were running to some issues on, you know, how do we, you know, grow at that scale, right? Um, But um, as we kind of started researching our data and everything we noticed that our a lot of our Asian-centric content was doing well so this is like two years in Mm -hmm. and uh, We just decided to try to do a little bit more of it So every time we feature um, an Asian entrepreneur or you know an Asian faith that just so happened to be successful We just noticed like an uptick in engagement and Mm -hmm. um, and I was getting it was weird because like I wasn't I wasn't trying to do it on purpose. It was just like, hey, you know, these guys just happen to be Asian. and, yeah. and um, It kind of goes back to your roots with the other Asians.
1: Like, yeah. you, it's. I think it just tied to what you were saying earlier about, like, I was missing something. And now if it, it's all connecting. Not only is it beneficial in the business sense, but it means something to you. Yeah,
2: yeah. for sure. I mean, I just, I never thought that, I mean, the reason why the other Asians kind of fizzled out was because we didn't think we could really build a business out of this. Mm. I mean, you know, I thought that I thought that my kind of contribution back to the Asian American community would be, you know. Know, when I become like hopefully immensely successful, and then I can give it back in my own way, whether it's like a nonprofit, and so you know basically be put in a position where I don't I can just give back. I don't have to think about like ROI, return, or whatever it is. I just wanted to you know do what I, do what I wanted to do, right? Um, but um, yeah, so and I was getting DMs at that time too of people going, hey, like thank you so much for featuring Asian faces. You know we don't really you know get that recognition in the business world, so mm-hmm. thank you. And I, I was actually really surprised by it, and so I was like, mm-hmm. wow. Well, you know, so I started looking deeper into it. We started showcasing more Asian faces. Next thing you know, we started building a bigger audience in the Asian American space. And what happened was um, we start, kept doing more of it. We started expanding to different verticals, like food, like social justice. And next thing you know, like, you know, we in about less than a year, we became like probably one of the leading, you know, voices, publications for Asian-Americans. So, that's
3: Congrats. Yeah, Yeah, that's so awesome. You guys should do weather in all the Chinatowns. (laughs) 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 The news section, Chinatown, Dallas, (laughs) Chinatown, Miami. We were actually thinking about
2: like weather, you know, we were thinking about, hey, we should do like a weather channel. It's kind of like, hey, like, you know, today it's gonna be, you know, cold, so better, you know, go to your nearest pho restaurant or something, you know, like little references. We were just thinking, we were thinking of random ideas yeah
0: (laughs) yeah so uh i guess back to this question high
2: school to college thing yeah
0: as a high school senior you know if you wanted to go to college and study like did you already know what you wanted to do
3: did you grow up in socal i grew up in norcal I grew up in NorCal. So you're just already smarter than us. Yeah, we'll no, no, not even, no, you know what? Like it's, it, it was crazy. I
2: had the, the most stereotypical, like conservative Asian upbringing. Like literally like when I grew up, like my dad, my mom was like, oh, he's going to be the best doctor, literally the best doctor lawyer ever. And you know, they thought that I was going to make strides in academics, be a professor of some sort. And then I think when I got to kindergarten, they realized that they had to set the bar way lower. <laughs> 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 kindergarten? <laughs>
0: kindergarten? <laughs> it was, it was so bad. Were like, you like, eating like, crayons? Like what the fuck was so, it?
2: So, Okay, so let me, let me tell you this, okay. And literally, like, at the end of the year, like, the report card, the bar had been set so low for me that at the end of the year, like, the additional comment part was, like, you know, Benny has really made progress. He n- now knows that when the teacher is talking, he shouldn't be making weird noises and talking, and, <laughs> and, and, like, bothering people around him. You like, he like, al- four or five. That's tight. <laughs> he also know, like, and, you know, even, like, during spelling tests, like, I didn't know that I was supposed to, you know, you, you go to your own corners and you would just, you know, you're supposed to listen to the teacher, right? I would take it and I would start drawing. On my own spelling test. I get it now. You know, <laughs> I know right. And so, and so yeah, the bar was really low.
3: <laughs> the sign of an entrepreneur, though. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly. You know, so literally every year, you know, in school up until middle school was the same exact conversation during parent-teacher conference, <laughs> and it would just be like, okay, I think you know Benny's really struggling. I think that we're gonna have to hold him back a grade.
3: Oh wow. Yeah. Like that was like, it was
2: serious at the time, and so you know, I you know, I got tested for ADHD early on, which my parents never. You know casually didn't really mention to me they just said i was lazy and not like focused or whatever it is so
0: you, oh, so you, you did, did test
3: it like, i
2: did have hdhd I, I had to take like you know additional courses like you know. did they medicate you no no Thank no goodness. no yeah. no not at all. that's that fucks up so many kids yeah yeah, yeah. i that that's what i'm grateful for in a sense mm-hmm. is that you know you, you know because like now that i get older and everything too and you know you hear about all these things about like medication and what it could do do to do to kids i'm like oh my damn this is like this is wild yeah. you know
0: so how do your parents feel about you now
2: it's interesting I think that they didn't really know what I was doing until like very recently so no yeah it was kind of like <laughs> on the 30 list even at 2018 my mom was all like oh yeah cool but then it really she didn't even know what you know how big of a deal it was until she doesn't know what Forbes yeah, is she's in a Forbes when her friends, oh, she she kind of knew it, but she wasn't sure how big of a deal it was. Oh, did Forbes just mention you? She's like,
0: you if know, my like, friends talk about it, it's huge.
2: And her friends started talking to her oh. about it. And that's when it started, like, really clicking for her. And then when local Chinese news started talking about it, then then it really, really started kicking. Oh. And so
3: <laughs> The Chinese is more important yeah, than Forbes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Chinese, yeah, the, you know. Oh, the yeah. daily fortune cookie says. It's like your parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It
2: really
1: didn't matter what the rest of the world was saying. About it. it was, like, until it was in their... Like little circle. That's yeah. when it was like, okay.
2: Yes. That's my son so made wild. It. So wild now. Yeah. And so it's. It was just like. And you know what was crazy too is that you know my my mom. You know you know how like eight like Asian parents they could like compare each other like oh totally. God. That was totally like that for my mom. It would seriously be like like literally like I I've, I've heard stories like my mom telling me oh hey like this person's parent like grabbed your you know, schedule from me and was like, let's see how many AP tests your uh, your son has this Whoa. year. And I was just like, damn, Weird. okay. Yeah, so little things like that. And I even remember like, uh, and I think my dad told me something before I graduated college, right? Like I remember, I don't know if it was some sort of an event or like maybe friends getting together, but like it was basically all the moms getting together and they're like, oh, you know, celebrating, you know, all their kids getting to Ivy Leagues. And my mom having, ha- the only person whose son didn't get into an Ivy League. How uh, much the, do they have? How much do you have, <laughs> right? <laughs> The funny thing is now, like, like some of those exact same people that are kind of like... They work for you. They No, they, they, oh, they reach out to my mom now to try to get, to try to, like, you know, talk to me or, you know, or, like, or like, Oh, hey, can you help my son or certain things? So I was like, <laughs> how, the, how the tables have turned, Yeah,
0: basically. they peaked too, too early, that's why. Yeah.
2: <laughs> or they're miserable because they never found out who they were.
1: Because they, their parents set a track for them and they just had to follow it. Yeah. So yeah. it's
2: not really... They're too busy spelling the in the corner.
3: Yeah, I, instead <laughs> of drawing. So
2: I, I was late to the show. So at least like you know, there's some there's some level of proudness coming from her now. So you know,
3: yeah.
1: You know what I realized is that almost maybe I'm just attracting a lot of ADHD people because like birds of a feather. But I've noticed that a lot of uh, people who are like tremendously successful or whatever, um, they do fall under that category, and it's uh, the ability to think outside the box, and like. I feel like pretty soon we're gonna figure out a way to identify it quicker and help those with that same condition to get to a place like, like in a healthy way, right? Instead of like, we have mass education and everyone's kind of like in this factory and it's like, hey, you're defected, you're defected. But it doesn't work like that. It's really like, we're different chess pieces. And it's like, why are you trying to make this fucking rook act like a knight, bitch?
2: I think it's, it's it's interesting because like, I think in school, like, you know, you, you're always like people always teach you things, but no one ever teaches you how to learn, you know? I mean, well, they're idiots. <laughs> it's idiots teaching idiots, really. Like, <laughs> damn, these people, sometimes
1: they don't know how to teach because no one taught them how to teach really good.
2: Yeah, and it's tough, you know, that's a whole nother conversation with resources giving the teachers right, and all that's a God. whole separate like, you know, monster that that needs to be tackled on, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's
0: true alright next question is what will your advice be to someone who wants to start a business but is too deep in school debt
2: wow that's a tough one I think that um suck a lot of dick (laughs) (laughs) I think that oh man honestly you know It's tough. I mean this 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 hustle is really really tough. I mean even for me like, you know I I I had like bad business dealings like in the past like after college You know I've had been in debt before I've had had, you know and I've had to pay that off and you know for me I think that um, I Think I took it upon myself first like when I did have debt I took it upon myself to try to get out of debt as soon as possible and I think that you know I had a plan for myself to you know whatever it was, like, you know, working jobs, as many jobs as I could to make money. I mean in college I worked four jobs at once. Uh, at the same time seriously like you know i mean i you know all at once just so that i can hopefully be a little bit more financially independent don't have to depend on the parents as much so i always had that mindset of just like trying to hustle and you know any way that i could you know make money like i'm gonna do it right and so i think that my advice would really just be you know if you want to start a business start the business but find and do whatever you can do to you know chip that you know balance down as much as you can and honestly there's no real easy way to approach it i mean i wish there was but you know come on i was pulling like you know more than 80 hour weeks you know if after you know after honestly like after you know my day job at the time you know after college i was i was still like grinding it out at night sometimes working until like 2 3 a.m and so it was non-stop for me
0: how long do you think that grind was for
2: man i think that in some cases i'm still grinding even today but i think that it's a different grind you know at that point you're kind of like trying to establish yourself you're trying to you know you're 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 a nobody so uh you know you don't have you don't have the right contacts you know you don't have the right resources yet so you know what i'm trying to do is how do i make myself as useful as possible to you know whatever Mm -hmm. you know that could be right and um you know i I was always on my computer thinking of new ideas i was always like you know trying to find little Scheming ways to make money through internet marketing. I was always trying to land another client to, you know, help manage their social media or, or, or whatever that is um, You know, I, th- I think that uh, You know man, I, it's like when I when I look back nowadays like seeing the amount of stuff that I did I mean crap like I, I and sometimes I surprise myself I'm like damn like working so many shit. you know spending so many hours on the grind without any sort of um guarantee of what the next day could look like
1: Did you pay your debt first yeah. or did you I paid off everything
2: And then first. you started a business? Yeah, I paid off oh. everything first and then I and then I started a business. I got out of debt like within 2 years yeah. and everything. And so like but you know that it was it was hard work man, you know. I um and I, I think, think the
3: ability to go through that is like an important filter to being a successful entrepreneur though.
2: You got to pay it's your debt. You got to be
3: able to yeah. like if I think like for people that are like so for someone that's asking that question like if like if you're already in debt, how do I get into more debt and do whatever? Like that's It takes someone that can get out of double debt and see that vision and push forward and go through all kinds of shit to be able to play in a realm where you're like net positive, you know?
1: I'm always in debt and always out of debt. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) I, I paid my debt. Well, I started JK first and then I got in debt and then I paid it off and then I went full time JK. So that's another way too, you can
2: part-time the business until you pay off the debt. You know who that reminds me of? Huh? Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, cool. billionaires, and, you know. He, he was no, bankrupt like eight up times so and shit. Eight times and yeah. stuff, man. You know, hey, people play, people play that game already, it's okay. I feel yeah. like with
1: entrepreneurship, that's the thing. It's such a blank canvas that there's no right or wrong way. It's the right way is if it worked for you. Yeah. Because mm. like, it's kind of like what do you call it the survival's bias right like like if we make it it's like of course we think that's the answer but then we'll find another example in the business world where it's like no i kept my debt but i went balls out with my business accrued more debt like kevin james um from uh jerky boys movie and all that right like he maxed out all of his fucking credit cards to go balls out for his movie and then it made it it worked yeah but like, how many other people do that and it didn't work?
2: Yeah, I it's mean, hard. Yeah. yeah, you only really hear the the headlines of like, you know, the the good news. And you know, the reality is, I mean, I've heard figures when I was covering startups and entrepreneurship. I mean, I've heard like figures from like, if you if you start a startup, you have a, between seventy five percent chance and 95 percent chance of failure.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, you
2: think about that, geez. you know, and um and so I feel like it's one of those things where, you know. When you look at building companies, when you look at building startups and everything, I, I look at it in, in an analogy where you kind of have a general feeling of where you want to go, but you don't really know the direction, exact direction you want to go. So you kind of just have to pick one and just start going. But you have to be, you know, be okay enough to pivot and change and change directions as soon as possible while still cutting your losses. And I think that, you know, most people like, you know, they, they, they pursue something and then once, if it doesn't work out, they kind of give up or like they have like, you know, like, uh, bad
3: feelings about it and you know they're like oh yeah you know this is this is not for me or they they're stuck and they don't even pick anything they can they're they're just like i don't even know if it's a or b and i'm just gonna stay here the whole time a lot of people i didn't
1: even realize they don't even have dreams in the first place so Mm. they can't even choose the direction that they go and now that blew my mind because i was like i thought everyone just had something but they were afraid to chase it but there's a whole group of people.
0: Yeah, I'm in that second group yeah. and that's harder. I
1: think that's the <laughs> that's knowing. hard, not I'm knowing what harder. you want and then yeah. picking what you want and then being afraid to pursue it, that's the next stage. Pursuing it and not knowing if you can make it, that's the next stage. Doing it, getting paid from it, but not making a mark, that's the next stage. And then I think there's a there's couple of levels in progression of career.
3: True.
2: I gotta admit something then. that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's interesting because um, because I've reached, I guess you could say, some level of success of some sort, I think that there's always Bro, you're
0: on fucking 30 for 30. That's successful, bro. (laughs) Like, it's okay.
2: Forbes is like, yeah, 30 under 30. You've made it, bro. I don't even know who the fuck I am. (laughs) It's okay, you have a lot of fans. Don't Don't worry, Bart. I mean, I think that, um, you know, yeah, people assume that, oh, you know, he's have it all figured out. And I think that people always like throw this around it's like, oh, if you want to be successful, you got to find your passion and you got to find your passion. And I'll admit it right here. I mean, I don't know if Next Shark and what I do here is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Do I enjoy the work that I do? And do I enjoy, you know, what I'm giving back to the community 1000%, um, you know? But there's still, I, there is that question looming over my head. It's like, you know, what is it that I really want to do when, it, when all is said and done? You know, if like money wasn't an issue, if I didn't have to worry about like the stresses of the world what is that and and I'm honestly still on that journey you know how do I want to give back what what do do I think I want my legacy to be so I think that the message that I would say is that you know like life is that journey right you don't you're you and Sometimes like knowing where you want to go is that process of self-discovery. And that process of self-discovery could take many, many, many years and decades. And and I think that to and I think that it's important to not be stressed out if you're not there yet. I think that it's more important to kind of remember um you know that journey of where uh that, that that beautiful journey of getting to that destination i still remember the day that i made the four thirty 30 under 30 list yeah i jumped up and down i was super happy you know for about a good 10 minutes but then after that like the rest of the day was just me thinking about oh man like you know all those years of working hard and and you know be and not being recognized for your work and you know thinking about quitting pretty much like every other week of some sort and to now like you know that that's really what um you know, remain in my head after all that time. It's crazy.
1: So, like, for people that have a passion, right, and they they hit they hit their travels and tribulations, right, you know, they'll like fall back on, oh, this is my passion, and that's kind of like what they dig deep for to further them in their cause, right. So, for you, you're saying like not necessarily Next Shark is your passion, but when you do hit those trials and tribulations with Next Shark, where do you dig deep down, and and where do you find that motivation to keep pushing forward? It's a great question, yeah.
2: man. I think that I think that I always uh, look at life in terms of moving is better than not moving, and I think that um, I, I like to. I, I think that for me, like my therapy, when I go through those times, I like to kind of do research. I research on you know different entrepreneurs that have gone through a lot of trials and tribulations. I I look at you know companies that you know were on the brink of failure that have come back from it, and I analyze it you know really deeply. And um, and also, you know, and it, I find solace in it to kind of see like, hey, it, it, you know, it's possible. This can happen. And so, as long as I know that there is a chance I could turn this around, I'm gonna take that chance, as small as small as it is.
1: That's the entrepreneur mind. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the difference. I think how I can identify who's gonna make it as an entrepreneur or not is when they see successful people, they see those examples, and then they go oh awesome they made it out of this shitty family and they have this story of struggle and then they freaking made it perfect that means i can do it versus someone else that sees that and they go oh but like that's like a two percent chance i'm not gonna do it Hmm. and then they don't see that as hope they actually see that as like um the opposite of hope of like yo you have to do that much like oh i don't know like i don't think i can stomach that so I'm like, like, they're not
0: like discouraging instead of motivating. Yeah.
1: Or they blame or make excuses of why. Oh, it's cause you know, this person's like rich already, or they came from this or they'll find some other thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, so there's a difference in psychology behind someone. That's like, oh, I got a 2% chance. Fuck. Yeah. Versus someone that's like, I have a 98% chance to fail. Fuck that. But I do have entrepreneurial friends that do think more cynical. And it's so weird, right? Cause I'm like, they're cynical in a lot of ways, but they still go, oh, my probability is high. I could do it. If I that, that guy's an idiot, I can do it too.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's two types of entrepreneurs. I think. I think there's a type that just love the game of money. Like, you know, they, you know, they're 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 serial entrepreneurs and they they only look at the numbers, kind of like I yeah, put X right. into it and this is what I get back. You it's know, it's
3: like just like chip stacking at a poker table. Yep. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And and I respect I respect you know that if that is the way they want to go, I totally respect. I think my 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 focus is that you know I I mean of course like the money aspect is great. I mean, who doesn't want to you know be financially successful and have like that independence? But I think for me is that you know I think that. Um, I, I'm more focused on, you know, figuring out how I could utilize my skills and business and everything to, you know, create a product that could, you know, make the community better in some way. And I don't exactly know what that is. I think that, you know, we're kind of in an era where it's like a lot of business that I see coming out of Silicon Valley, and a lot of the business that I see, I feel like it's it's a lot of it. It's more like, you know, how do you get more and more people addicted to this one thing? You know, there isn't. I, I don't really see too many things about like how how can you advance society you know, in, in some ways. I mean, even like, let's say tech, how could tech be, how could tech have a positive influence in society? We were talking about, you know, I was talking about an idea with uh, some friends about like, hey, like, you know, m- you know, we could we could maybe create apps to, you know, maybe pair like volunteers with elderly people who need help and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many different aspects that you could utilize tech for good and utilize business for good. And, you know, for me in life, I'm always trying to find that equilibrium. I don't know what that equilibrium is, where it's like, I can win and everybody else around me can win. And, I, and um... I that that's kind of like my mantra of how I you know view building my
3: companies. That's dope. Everyone wins.
2: Yeah, I try to. I mean, I don't know if it's I don't know like if it's, you know, some people call me naive for thinking that way, but you know, I prefer to. I'm you more of an feel, idealist. Like, show
0: him the cover of like. 30 <laughs> under 30 that's all you gotta say
3: i want to be on 30 over 30 maybe <laughs> hey, you still got 40 on a fortune 40 on 40. I, I man. Think the, oh yeah the
1: hit me up forbes the entrepreneurial person is someone who's a problem solver though so like regardless if you're just um a shark that's trying to win the game of hacking the system and making shit ton of dollars there's also the ones that are like, "Yo, there's a problem in the society. I'm gonna use business as a as a way to solve it.
2: To each his own. Yeah. You know, it's just the way it is. You know."